Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entirety of the internet. Go check them out. HashtagBasketball.com. This part is the tools, they're free. It's free. There. HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts, what's up, Tyler? Oh, did Tyler pass out? Did he fall asleep? Oh, Michael, I'm here. I'm here. Sure, I, I just like to mess with you, like always. Um, a good team to talk like about today. I don't like this. Um, we are finally talking about a good team, yes. Uh, we've talked about a lot of uh, questionable teams, some, some teams that, uh, well, it might... If you add up the last three teams we talked about, who wins more games? Those three or Phoenix? Oh, I don't combined. know. I think I would normally say Phoenix. We're obviously doing the Phoenix Suns here. I feel like those French team, those weird teams, those are the most interesting ones. Teams like Phoenix are less interesting because we kind of know what they're doing, where they're going. Um, but I actually think Phoenix is uh, a little bit more interesting than just another team that's going to run it back, right? They are... Looks like they're trying to run it back. They did sign DeAndre Aiden and such. Um, but I don't know if they're going to win as many games as they did last year. Oh, well, I mean, I think that's factually correct. Just, I think the West will be tougher. I think we saw the Jazz just do this, right? Jazz led the league in wins. Yep. Were significantly worse, then blew up their entire team. Oh, that definitely happened. There's no longer any, like, Utah Jazz might not even, I mean, that's why we're going to avoid doing the Utah Jazz for a while, because we just don't know where uh, Mitchell's going. We don't know what that team's going to look like on day one or by the trade deadline. And this is another team where, what does this team look like in the trade deadline? And, like, the I, I'm going to let you ask your trivia question first, Tyler, um, before we get into it. So well, let's hear it. Okay, are we ready for this? Yes. Now, have you gotten any of these trivia questions so far? I think I've been pretty close on a couple. Okay, so should I should I lob the softball in there? The answer is no. I haven't gotten any of these. Okay, so here's your question. This one you you may or may not get, so we'll see. See how good yeah. your your thinker is. Okay, yeah. Phoenix Suns finished inside the top 100 per game value last season. How many? I don't even need to name them. I just want to know how many people. I... Well, I got to name them in my head in order to do it. We got the five starters, right? So one of those starters probably doesn't say him, him and obviously him and Mikel. That's four. It's, the question is, did somebody sneak in? Did, like, Cam Johnson sneak in, maybe? I'm going to go with five. Oh, Michael. Now you got it. And I actually was surprised you got it because... Yes. Mr. Frank Kaminsky snuck in there oh. at number at number ninety five because he only played nine games and he blocked point eight shots a game. Frank the Tank, not not my boy Cam. Okay, all right. So Shout the other four were easy gets. I figured you would guess four. Um, it was actually five. So you got one. Well, it's because you always it's always a little trickster of a question, Tyler. So I had to I had to second guess myself, see if there was a. A fifth one in there, and of course, there's nothing better than getting something right on a technicality, because uh, if you would ask me names, I would have got it wrong, so that's that's fantastic. So, uh, yes, that's where we are. Uh, Suns, 
Um, they have two top 20 players, too. Which, how many don't. other teams have two top 20 players last year? Do you want to guess on this? Not a whole lot. I'm going to guess at least two other ones? Maybe one? Oh, no, that's a good well, question. Do you want to guess the teams? Let's see if you can get this. See, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get this one. Um, two top twenty players. Uh, I don't think Chris. I don't think Chris Milton made it into the top twenty. Did not. I don't think Zach Levine made it into the top twenty. Did not. I don't think. Even though quiet, Paul George. So this is why this is the craziest question. You ready for this? The answer done. There's two. And they're the two that almost no one would guess. Because they are the two teams that, well, other than Utah, that are looking to absolutely trade anything and maybe with each other. It's Brooklyn. the Brooklyn Nets and the LA Lakers. Oh. Davis finished 14th, LeBron finished 4th, uh, Irving finished 7th in per game value, and Kevin Grant. Oh, are we not going to count Philly? Oh, yeah, Philly had two. That's right, because James Harden. They traded for James Harden. Yeah. But James Harden's a half. He's a half there. Yeah, okay, yeah so fair. there was three. Okay, that's uh, that's actually more than I thought. There was four with Phoenix, right? So there were three others. So That's pretty yeah, crazy. I mean, I'm surprised, I'm surprised by that. But, yeah, I think, like, when we look at Phoenix, especially when we look at all – I mean, when we think about all those teams, right? Um, other than, like, I, I, I'm – I like Philly, but, like – I don't love any of these teams anymore. Like, they had such, like, high hopes for whatever the hell they thought they were supposed to be, and then right back into a world where Golden State's the team, and um, everybody else is kind of outside looking in. Chris Paul is 98 years old, so (laughs) you saw him breaking down, like, but then again, Chris Paul still averaging one of the few players, averaging... Double-digit assists, once again, being in the top 20 uh, per game, once again, like he always is, even at the age of 37, uh, still just consistently doing it. Um, and when he's healthy, he's ju- he's actually, he's absolutely a um, 100% a second-round player, and he usually doesn't go in the second round. Oh, no. We're, so you want to you hear his ADP from last year? Let's hear it. It was 39. And with that performance in the playoffs, I think it's going to be even worse. Regular season, I've had rest. I've been eating well. Chris Paul is going to put up top 20 numbers for a good portion of the season. I, I would absolutely love Chris Paul after 30th pick. Yeah, Chris Paul's in my third round, and he's not going to be in a lot of people's third rounds, so I'm going to probably own a lot of Chris Paul. Um, people hate old dudes. Age, there's a lot of yeah, age discrimination old. in this in this industry. That's fact. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of like boomers, but like Chris Chris Paul's a millennial, <laughs> y'all. He ain't that old. Uh, Michael, Michael, uh. Well, there is the moment, too, at some point, right, where he's not going to play well, and it, it is coming, but, I mean, Chris Paul's looked good for the last how many years? It's it's kind of one of those things is that i got to see it 
believe it. It's the same thing I said about Duncan. It's the same thing I said about Dirk. These absolutely insane, consistent top 10, top 15, top 20 players who just do it year in, year out as they get older and older and older. And then one day, it just kind of goes. The, the minutes start, go- and it's usually the minutes that go first. Then you go, there it is. That's when you see the minutes starting to slag. That's when you know. And um, I, I'm not sure this is even at 37. Chris Paul, he's due, right? But like, here we are. A lot of the modern miracle of uh, of technology keeping these dudes like him and LeBron going. I I don't see why he can't put together a similar line that he did last year. I mean, maybe he'll play a couple less minutes or whatever. But double digit assists, over four rebounds. I don't like the like, you, you. You don't want to. I don't think you want to waste a second round pick on him because the points in the threes are so low. Like, oh, and he, guy gets crazy. Here's kills. the other thing: when you flip it to totals, he finished gas. You want to guess where he finished in totals? If he played sixty-five games, it must have been pretty pretty good. Top top twenty for sure. Closer to ten, twelve. Twenty first. Oh, twenty first. All right. Because I played sixty-five out of eighty-two. Okay. Um, I got a little excited there. So yeah, but like nobody plays eighty games anymore, and that's where like you gotta you gotta recalibrate in some ways. Oh, right? Don't like, tell that 70, to Mikael Bridges. Seventy is the baseline, right? Yeah, like if 72. you play seventy, you've but, but no, look at it. Like okay, I will tell you. I'll, I'll let you guess. Top twenty-four. So the first two rounds. Okay. I'm looking at the total values from last season right now. Okay. okay. How many guys played 70 or more games? The top 20? Uh, 12. Top 24. Okay. Top 24. Uh, 15. This is bad radio time. There's 10. Oh, 10. All right. That's way In recount, just to make sure that's, that was the right number. Only 10. So less than half played 70 or more games. That's um, and it's why you see guys like Jordan Poole, who in the total shoots all the way up to 29th because he played 76 games. Desmond Bain shoots all the way up to 27th because he played 76 games. Like, and we're not even talking about 80 games. Like Miles Bridges shoots all the way up to 14th because he played 80 games. Yes, Mikel Bridges shoots all the way up to like 36. Right, like I think like. Obviously, like that 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 number nobody plays eighty games. That's one hundred percent true. Uh, it's definitely and, closer and well, to seventy. People are gonna knock. People are gonna knock Chris Paul going like, "Oh, we're only gonna play sixty five games again this year." Yeah, him and everybody else. It's, it's almost kind of the reverse of CJ McCollum, where CJ McCollum was hitting like three threes, and everybody's like, "Damn, that's crazy." And then now everybody's hitting three threes, and everybody's like, "Yeah, CJ, all right, cool." Now it's like Chris Paul. He's only gonna play sixty five games every year. Jimmy Butler is only gonna play sixty five games this year. It's like, well, yes, everybody else is going to play 68, so like, who gives a shit? Yeah, and so for me, Chris Paul, third round, great. I don't want him in the second, like you said. Um, I will tell you this. We will get to this as we keep talking. Um, there's a lot of guys that I want in the third round, not a lot of guys I want in the second round. Yes, and, and the next player we're going to talk about is probably one of those players. Oh, no. So you ready for this? This might be the spiciest take of this episode. I have worked out my top 20. Oh, okay. Congratulations. Okay. 
So it is <laughs> fairly set. Now, obviously, some things could change that. An injury from now until training camp, right? Or now until I draft. Um, I'm not saying I'm going to lock it in stone at this moment. I've worked it out. I've worked out what I think is the top 20 players. Excellent. Okay. Um... Evan Booker finds himself in that top 20. I was going to say. Is Devin Booker in that top twenty? And I think if he is, it's got it's got to be pretty close. But uh, I I don't know why he he wouldn't be. He's still yeah, and crazy so young. here's well, and here's the other thing too, right? If you're saying Paul's gonna play a few less minutes and shoulder even the smallest dip in workload, isn't the ball handling, playmaking, whatever you want to call that? duty of that thrust directly onto the shoulders of Devin Booker. Falls back into Devin Booker's uh, hands, and we all know before Chris Paul arrived, Devin Booker was pushing six and a half assists. Almost a seven. Right. And so, you're talking for this guy, elite points, elite threes, elite free throw percentage. Great rebounds per rebound. Great rebounds per guard. Right. Probably over five assists again, which is pretty darn good for a two-guard. 1.1 steals, somewhere around there. And that was where he kind of took the leap last year was he got the steals up. If he can get that to 1.2, 1. 1.3, get another little small baby leap in the steals, you know, we could be talking about easily a top 15 player. Um, I have him 17th in my top 20 to start the year. Um, okay. And so, yeah, I'm a big fan. I've always been a big fan of Devin Booker. Yeah. Um, he's twenty. Is he twenty six? Finally, he's about to turn twenty six. He's about to turn twenty six in October. And that's another, that's another um, piece I really like about it. He's about to enter his prime. We've not seen prime Devin Booker, and we've seen incredible things from this kid. The only outlier was that kind of like um, two seasons ago, where um, you know he his like his percentages weren't that great and he was still trying to figure out his shit and his his shooting kind of was like whatever but it's like for Devin Booker like his percentages are always always pretty good actually for him like for him it was a bad year but like for everybody else it's like a great fantastic year where he's like 25 points four rebounds four assists that was two years ago he's even better playing and that was when he was learning how to play with Chris Paul he knows how to play with Chris Paul now. Like you're saying, if he has to take on more of a playmaking role, he will, and he'll be good at it. I don't. There's nothing. There's, there could be stretches where Devin Booker's a top ten player. Stretches. Oh, for sure. That's what I mean. So, I'm very comfortable with him in my second round. Um, he's actually, weirdly enough, the last player I feel real good about getting in my second round. Yeah, and, and I think we're going to talk about this more as we approach the uh, season. We're going to be talking about our tiers. We're going to be talking about, which ends up being our rankings. We like to do, you know, a tiered system and then plateaus afterwards because the overall value from these guys does plateau off. Uh, but the top guys are just so much better than the average um, player. And Tyler's already been saying there's a lot of guys... I want to take in the third round and not enough spots in the third round, right? And you're saying this is kind of like the last definite second round guy. Yeah, this is a guy like I'm saying like, okay, I got Devin Booker. I feel good. Maybe I picked eighth, came back around 17. I got Devin Booker. I got Towns and Booker. I got Damian Lillard and Booker. I got Trey Young and Booker. Okay. I'm feeling good about this team. 
right? Yeah, and like, and it, 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 it has to be because there are going to be stretches where Devin Booker is definitely like, is going to be a top ten player, while some of these guys who will end up in the around the twenty, twenty two, twenty three rank, they'll never have a stretch where they're a top ten player. And here's the other thing: like we talk about the tiers, right? So like from eighteen to forty ish, I feel like there's a gob of players where this guy could finish eighteenth or he could finish fortieth. I wouldn't be surprised by either. So you got you got a very big third tier. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, that'll be interesting. I'm excited to hear the. I, I'm glad to hear you got your top twenty figured out. I'm not. I'm I'm not even halfway there yet. So. Um, I'm just gonna crib off of you. I'm gonna cheat off you like I've done my entire life. I'm gonna cheat off the smartest kid in class. I'm gonna do that, um, and then I'll be real caught up. I'm gonna buy, I'm gonna have my top twenty done real quick once I see what your top twenty is. Um, it's good to hear the Devin Booker's in there, Chris Paul outside of your top twenty, but definitely a player who could end up finishing in the top twenty if ever, if he just has the same season as he had last year. Yeah, and. I think the age is the only reason that I'm not going like, hey, man, Chris Paul's second-round yeah. pick. Like, if you told me, if you set the stat line there and you set somebody else who I have my second-round stat line there, I'd probably go like, yep, great, both second-rounders. There, yeah, there, I think the risk is warranted, like, the to, to, be, to, to hedge your risk right there and say, like, I can get Chris Paul in the third round. I'm going to wait until the third round and hope he... He went in the fourth round exactly. last year. He was the... F- 39th overall in 80 in fantasy pros ADP. So if you can tell me I can get if I can get Chris Paul at the very end of the third round or in the beginning of the fourth round, I, I ain't paying in the second round. I don't have to. Why overpay? Never overpay. That's a, one of the staples of fantasy basketball. Never overpay. Um, and that's why the and and I think the like you're saying people hate old guys. So the temperature in the room, but amongst the fantasy crowd, the uh, the sharps and the uh, the public. Right. Nobody likes old guys. Everybody likes young guys. So Chris Paul, the, the you know that heat's going to be down. Devin Booker, on the other hand, I think the heat's just right. He's good. Everybody thinks he's good, and he's going to be good. He's going to be a second round player. Everyone's favorite sleepers, everyone's favorite two or three sleepers, are going to go in front of Chris Paul. Look at last year. It was Christian Wood, Michael Porter Jr. It went thirty second and thirty fifth, and Chris Paul was thirty ninth. Everyone's favorite sleepers are going to go in front of Chris Paul, and I'm going to be the one drafting Chris Paul, laughing at your favorite sleepers because they finished outside the top 50 and Chris Paul finished 20th. 100%. Take that advice. That's, uh, that is good advice, Tyler P. Watts. Uh, let's talk about the rest of this team because uh, there's, there's, I mean, there's plenty to talk about on this team, actually, because uh, DeAndre Jordan just signed a huge contract. Uh, but though DeAndre Jordan... Um, not the like, not the best fit with Chris Paul. DeAndre Jordan. This is two thousand seven. DeAndre Ayton. I don't know why I'm thinking about DeAndre Jordan for some reason. DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Jordan is a beautiful man. I mean, I I think about him that night too. So, DeAndre yeah. Jordan's cool. He uh he was once kidnapped or he kidnapped somebody Blake Griffin. I I forgot how that whole saga went down. Anyway, um I think the only issue with DeAndre or DeAndre Ayton, right? First off, he signed that big contract. So that's great for him, but he's not on a contract year, but usually those things don't matter. Uh, but I think the issue with Andre Ayton is that he was kind of, and he's only 24 years old, he's a kid, uh, but he was on his way up building that resume. And then Chris Paul showed up, and Chris Paul, 
likes to run the offense in a very specific way. Um, and that specific way means um, not as many uh, touches for DeAndre Ayton, but they're winning games, right? So that's really all that matters. Over the last two seasons, DeAndre Ayton's um, minutes have gone down and his points have gone up, which I find very interesting. So, yeah, I mean, Aiton, Aiton, twenty three, still right, like super young, um, very good. What we gonna, I mean, what do we do this with this nice, guy, right? right? Like, he's obviously a double digit rebounder. He's got insanely good field goal percentage. He's got great free throw for a center. Um, but on the flip side of that, he's not shooting. He, he's a, he's an absolute zero. And threes is not a great scorer, and his steals and blocks are super mediocre, and so and, and his assists are bad. He's like the traditional center when traditional centers are out. Does he end the t- the season on this? Team? That's the real question. That's that's a fantastic question because they they've been trying wow. to shop him for quite a bit. Now they I know they it was so, right, but they refuse to pay him. Yes. Okay. Refused to give him the rookie extension that he wanted. Um, they let him sit on free agency for quite a while. The Pacers finally decided that they would be the team that would try to sign him to an offer sheet, and Phoenix instantly matched it. Okay? So that's how that saga played out. Um, perhaps you saw Game 7, uh, that Phoenix got knocked out by the Mavericks in what was a, a massacre. I'm very aware of some sort of, um, I mean, it was uh, absolute tragedy. They wrote, a, they wrote like, sonnets about it. It was so terrible. Uh, it was a um, blowout at one point, and just people la- people just laughing, having a good time, so a let's, great time. In the second half of that game, you know who played three minutes when the rest of the starters played... 12, and Devin Booker even played 16 minutes. DeAndre Jordan or DeAndre Ayton? Which one? De- De- DeAndre Ayton okay, okay. played three minutes. He showed up at the beginning of the second half, was quickly substituted, and never... I mean, I hate to say it, but, like, DeAndre Ayton might have been might have made the right choice there. <laughs> um, it's a playoff game. You can't sit. You can't pull a Scottie Pippen. People remember that shit forever. I- and I don't know, I don't really want to venture a guess on if things are good there or things are bad there, but it doesn't seem like they are heavily invested in DeAndre Aiden. No. Also, their owner is frugal? Is that fair? Oh, so man, like no, you can go harder his... than that. He's a piece of garbage. Oh, that too? Yeah, we're not going to do that. They are probably. absolutely cheap um, owners, and they also suck. They're not great owners. So, again, like, at his first chance, isn't he going to try to get DeAndre Ayton off the books when DeAndre Ayton is making $30 million? And he's not a superstar. He's likely on his way out. It might not be this year, but it sounds like it could be at the trade deadline. DeAndre Ayton could be moved, which I think is a positive thing for his value, right? So, where do you, like, what do you do with DeAndre Jordan? Or, God damn it, DeAndre Ayton. I gotta, I gotta just say Ayton. What do you do with Ayton? Um, per game value. What is wrong with me? The drugs are kicking in. Um, 
47th overall per game in 8-cat. Um, a traditional center. I would say not a lot of upside. The, the, the longer he stays on Phoenix, the more discontent he's going to be, the more discontent other players are going to be on this team. Um, the, does Phoenix, does him being in Phoenix help him, though? I don't think so. Well, I don't know. So let's let's look. Put at him on a team name. where he's a focal really point, com- and then all those numbers go up. Play thirty. He plays Ooh, thirty. He, he plays less than thirty minutes a game right now. Now here's the thing about oh. Aiton. He actually does have like a kind of a deadly mid range game that I like. Ever watch him just kind of get spicy yeah, in the mid range every good. once in a he's while? He's a very good basketball player. Um, I guess that the, my worry for his fantasy value on a new team would be the rebounds, because like. Suns really don't have anybody like taking rebounds away from him. Like, sure, they played JaVale McGee a little bit last year and Bismack Biombo. Yeah. Sometimes they would play but them like Paul next to him. But like, guards. okay, but don't most teams have another guy getting like seven, eight rebounds That's a so game? True. Phoenix really doesn't. I think eight and going anywhere is is a is a positive in his fantasy value. Period. Anywhere. Yes, unless he goes to the uh, Timberwolves. Rudy Gobert yeah, and Cat yeah, and Aiden—that'd be really hilarious, actually. So, I guess the question is, we got to figure out where we're going to put this this young yes. man. And so, um, just finished inside the top yeah, fifteen. And I, I know he's going to go like a. Th- he, I think people will probably paying him. Uh, the the temperature in the room is like third round ish, probably late third round ish, because there's a run on. to be a run. Well, he went. He went in the top thirty a, last year, man. There you go. There's always a run on bigs in that section, so that does warrant a little bit of a higher ADP than normal. Um, but is it worth it to put it on Aiden and hope he gets traded? I don't think it's worth it. Right? I think you're going to see what you saw from DeAndre Aiden last year. I don't know why the Phoenix Suns would suddenly start playing him 33, 34 minutes a game. I don't know why they wouldn't do anything other than try to get rid of him and or just do the exact same thing they did with him last season. Yeah, and we've seen him do a little bit more. We've seen him do a little bit less. I think overall he's improved um, every year. The most well, and when I say that, right, like in Chris Paul's first year, he got 1.2 blocks. Last year was 0.7. Yeah. Right? Like we've seen him do more. We've seen him do less. Um, the only step back he took was trying to learn how to play with Chris Paul, and Chris Paul's a giant dickhead, so. Uh, for me, he's forty. He's forty to fifty, somewhere in that that ten. That's where DeAndre. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna have a lot of Aiden. I'm not gonna overpay for Aiden for all the reasons we said. But like, once you start... right. So if he's going at thirty or thirty-five, like I'm probably out. If he's in the third round, I'm probably out. In the fourth round. If I'm at the end of the third round, or yeah, if I'm kind of in that mid, the the, the late third, like thirty-eight, thirty-nine plus. Starting to go. All right. Well, there maybe there's not a lot of centers back on the board. Uh, I'm going to get my ten rebounds. Right. Oh, there certainly will not be a lot of centers on the board. I'm going to get my ten rebounds out of this guy. That's in great percentages, and I'm a roto guy, or I'm a smart head-to-head player, and I'm going to zig. I'm going to zag when everybody's zigging or zig whatever. Everybody's going to be punting percentages, and you're not going to be punting percentages. And then you could actually you could probably get Aiden closer to fifty. Or, well, maybe not. People like Aiden. Um, if everybody's getting non uh, punting their percentages, and you get somebody like Aiden, that's a really nice asset on your team. 
I, I think he'll be fine. But I think he'll, like, the best thing that could happen to him is, is getting off the Suns. 100% uh, for his fantasy value. And if so, I do like him closer to, like, that 35, 30-35 uh, range. But uh, not not if he's still on the Suns. Which he has to be, right? Because they signed him. Uh, so they has to be until the trade deadline. Uh, there's another player we got to talk about. Uh, I think I think this guy's a fraud. Criminal? He's a criminal? That's it? Not a criminal. He's probably a really regular nice guy or whatever. I don't know. Uh, criminal feels like a bad a bad word um, uh, to describe anyone, really, who's not a criminal. Um, I think he's a, a phony. Edging by the fact that there are actual people who are in, in or, the NBA and have been in the yeah. NBA that are criminals, I would not call anyone who has not been convicted of a also, crime a criminal. Especially when, that, would be, that would be crossing I feel like that's a bad thing to say. I'm going to say a phony uh, because especially when someone with your last name is uh, certainly a criminal. Uh, Mikkel Bridges is a fancy phony. This is why. He's a fancy phony. Way? He seems like, right, you look at nine cat per game, you know, he's, he's 55th. Oh, man. He's like, oh, 14 points, four rebounds, uh, two and a half assists, a, ste- a steal, one, 1.2 steals. 53%, one and a half threes, 83 from the line. He's Otto Porter without putting it, like, without putting it all together. And if anything drops on this guy, if anything drops uh, production-wise, what happens to him, he drops all the way down into the plateau region, into the, the 70s and the 80s. Uh, when, you, when you literally take away his turnovers... He was 76 in ACAT overall. 76. I think a lot of people think this guy is a great fantasy player. And what he is, is he is a pretty across-the-board average guy. And his per games and his totals look really, really, really good. He played 82 games, so his totals look great. His uh, uh, He's not bad at anything. But I don't think... Pe- Usually people overlook those guys. Nobody overlooks... Mikel Bridges. He went 58. That's that's exactly my point. It's too high. Usually people overlook the the cross-the-board, nice, quiet Roto players, but for some reason, everybody's like, Mikel Bridges is my guy. It's exactly what happened to Otto Porter, and we all know what happened to Otto Porter. He won a championship. Yeah, he's a top 75 guy for me, Bridges, but he's... Like seventy five, which is fine. But again, like you're saying, like what are you getting excited about from this guy? The one point two steals and the good, the really good field goal percentage are his only two, quote unquote, positive categories. And the rest of it's just you're in a super deep league, and you take him like seventieth overall. Fine. If you. Are not in a super deep league, you're in a regular standard league, and you take up 70th overall. Why? Well, he's going to outpace that production in this aspect. The dude doesn't miss games, right? Certainly. Certainly doesn't seem like it, but I don't know if I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rely on that, man. I'm not gonna rely on that. Anything can happen. Uh, he's played every single game in three out of his four NBA seasons. Now I, I get it, right? Like you're not gonna because the moment he does that that 
that tanks his value. I get that. Like, I think that's what makes him being a fine 70th pick is is a very strong tracker of being healthy. And we have seen him improve. True. Right? It doesn't always show up on the on the stat line, but like he is clearly getting better. And I would love to see what this guy could do on a team that wasn't the Phoenix Suns with two ball dominant kind of guys that can both go out and you know get you a twenty point game or like Bridges has had some spicy games, sure. man. And that consistency is super important. And that is why, like in the in that plateau, that second plateau region, what right. He's probably more of a favorite of mine in that 75 to 120 range. Um, I would say simply because over the long term, he's going to be there every single time. But like you're saying, he ain't, he's not going in that range. He's going closer to 50 than than is warranted. Yeah. For me, like I said, he's probably like 70 to 75, like somewhere in that. I'm like, I'm, I got a pretty tight feel on what Bridges is, right? He's right around... I would say he's just inside my top 75. That's where he is. Um, That's where he resides. Because, like you're saying, he's good. He's... You know, not great at anything, and I don't think there's a lot of room for him to take more uh, workload on this team, so he's just gonna be Mikel Bridges. He just just smells like Otto Porter to me. Otto Porter, when 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 he took that hit... He fell off the cliff. If Mikel Bridges takes a hit, right? If he just kind of this production goes down, he gets a little complacent or whatever. Um, which I don't think he will. Uh, shout out to Mel- Mikel Bridges. He's absolutely fantastic. Uh, and his role well, on, on a, a, a some championship of his was... caliber team, right? Uh, he is somebody you want playing in Game Seven in your, in, in your playoffs. But usually. Those P.J. Washingtons, those guys who do stuff across the board, he's a much better player than P.J. Washington, fantasy-wise and regular-wise. Um, usually they're underrated, and he's overrated, and that's it. And I don't want to overpay for that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, who's left on this team? we got Cam Johnson, who I do like. I like Cam. Um, Only standard league player left, though. Is Jay Crowder still on this team? Yeah. He is for now, but oh yeah, uh, it was a very mysterious tweet that you uh, shared with me. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to make of that. Let me read it. Um, all, this is in all caps. Let me read this. All capital letters. So imagine Jay Crowder yelling, which I think you can. Um, change is inevitable. Some, some dots. Growth is optional. I, exclamation point, exclamation point. Right. I believe it is time for a change, dot, dot, dot. I want to continue growing, period, exclamation point. I don't think he knows how punctuation Thank you, Jay Crabber. He Maybe he was just screaming it into his phone. We know, it might have been a voice to text type of thing. Um, he might be like, put this in all caps, I'm going to scream this shit. Um, Jay Crowder is a fantastic, another fantastic playoff player uh he is a uh, the one of a great player to have in your toolkit and that's why he right he's kind of also across the board now he doesn't have the percentages obviously way shitty 
um, field goal percentages, but you know when he plays uh, 30 some minutes, he plays across the board decent overall. He sneaks into being barely standard league rel- uh, relative when he plays those consistent minutes, those consistent games. And Jesus, the problem with Jake Crowder though is like you ride the roller coaster with Jake Crowder, like you mentioned, he is. A really good NBA player, and there's no knock on him for that. I want him on my 100%. team in the playoffs. Like, the dude can just, the dude can just play. But look at like even the last three or four years, right? There are times where he's getting you seven or six rebounds a game, relatively speaking, and there are times where he's getting you four and a half rebounds a game. There are times when he's getting you two and a half assists. There's times when he's getting you one point two assists. There's times when he's getting you one point four steals, like he did last year. There's other seasons where he's getting you .8 steals. And the weird part is, the minutes are the same. Yep. To, to sit there and go like, I know what I'm getting from no Jay Crowder. I don't. I don't know what you're exactly. getting from Jay Crowder. Is that and really, then, really worth your effort? Like last right? year, he, he, really, he finished 133rd, okay? Jay Crowder has consistently played 28 minutes for the last, what, five years? Four years? Five years. Okay. So this is one of my last picks. At that point, don't I just want to take someone with some upside that could be something better than the 130th ranked player? Like, in a deep league, sure. Jay Crowder, fine. Pick him at 130. Great. In a standard league, give me Markel Fultz on the off chance that he gets the minutes in Orlando and breaks out over Jay Crowder. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with that at all. And I, I, I don't think I'm going to be... I mean, I just, I'd just rather take flyers... Like, Jay Crowder's going to be hanging around under waiver wire. Like, I'd rather take flyers on players with upside. And there is no upside there. Fact. And so, I mean, Kim Johnson, like, what, what do we really expect from him, too? Like, he finished 130th last year. Now, he's young, at least, so you could say he's going to be I like Kim Johnson but... a lot. I think he's going to be, uh, like, his career, he's going to have a great career. Why would he play more minutes on this team? Yeah, and, like, okay, we talk about, like, ways you can break out, too. Like, he's 26 years old now, so he should be entering his prime. He did score a little bit more, but he's never played more than 26 minutes a game. He's a really good shooter, but other than that, he's like, what's absolutely, he really giving you? He's a fantastic seventh man on your team. And that's fine. But again, like, there's not, like, for, for for fantasy, like, do I want Cam Johnson as my, you know, no. second to last pick? No. no. Do I want him as my last pick? No, again, I'll take somebody with upside. Like, a rookie I'll throw away me, in five minutes. I, I don't care. I don't know. Give me something. Yeah, or just anybody that you go, like, okay, you know, somebody's going to get hurt in the preseason. Give me the upside shot on this sure. new guy starting as opposed to this Cam Johnson guy I've seen start and play. Yeah, like like worst case minutes. scenario, let's say our, our consummate health of health, a bastion of health, Mikhail Bridges goes down, Cam Johnson steps into his role, playing 34 minutes a night. Are you really getting anything different? Even getting Mikhail Bridges level? Probably not, maybe. No, because you're, you're not, not getting, getting the percentage. Steals. So, yeah. you know, like, your, your ceiling is, is so low, why bother? 
Yeah, just those guys like give me somebody that's give me some. Give now, me this is really spicy, Michael, this is a really weird team when you think about it fantasy wise because usually we end up talking about these friend like these guys from the fifty to the hundred range. Why we like them? Why they're overlooked? Why? We think they're uh, interesting, and instead, it's kind of a we flip the script on it. Usually, we don't care about those top players because everybody's talking about the top players. But Chris Paul and Dev Booker, we both really, really like. We don't. We think the the temperature of the room's a little not hot enough on those guys. And then flip that around, we think the temperature's too hot on on Aiton on down. Usually, that's the other way around. The teams are weird. The Phoenix Suns are weird, and I think they're gonna have a very weird. Uh, season, which will make, uh, you know, obviously interesting fantasy basketball. But I think that's it for the Phoenix Suns. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me at Watch the Boxes if you like the show. Support the show. Patreon.com slash Watching the Boxes. $2 a month. Uh, and you help support the show. We have uh, nicer equipment. Maybe we have nicer computers uh, that don't crash all the time. And uh, you can help us out. And we I've heard if you if you join the Patreon, Michael will text you a joke every morning. Um, I will if you if you enter the joke tier, which is one hundred dollars a month. So absolute, I will absolutely do that. And anything before noon Central Time. I don't know if I can even commit to that. Sometimes I'm. Uh, I haven't slept past noon in a while, but like I'm, the, I used to, and I I, I still got it in me. So, about two in the morning. Oh, if, I'm, if I'm sleeping past two, I'll be up at two the, in the morning. So you'll get a text. Did I just remember the days of sleeping past noon and f- just waking up feeling oh so refreshed? Uh, life. No, life not, nine to twelve past. hours of sleep is really the uh, I think the key to a successful and healthy life. Uh, hopefully, you can get that out there, but I highly doubt anybody can get that kind of sleep anymore in this. Um, dog eat dog world Tyler um, but yeah if you don't want us to live in a dog eat dog world $2 a month that's all we're asking help keep the lights on for the watching the boxes podcast show your appreciation we appreciate it patreon.com slash watching the boxes you could also check us out on twitter or no yeah twitter we already said that one twitch there it is twitch.tv slash watching the boxes where we're going to be doing more things as we get closer to the season, maybe even have some guest stars, some fancy guest stars from around the league. Potential. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for that. Subscribe there to get notified when we go live, uh, but also that'll probably be closer to the season. We're going to continue with our 30 teams in over 30 days. Uh, next time with another team, who I don't know who it is, because I haven't decided yet. Uh, but until then, stay safe, take it easy, and we will see you next time.